0: Media.
1: if someone's having an affair, if their money is a little suspicious, or if the rumours about their family are true. We think everybody is carrying around a secret. And this show, well, it's all about spilling them. Welcome to Everybody Has a Secret. My name is Annabelle Lee. I'm your host and ultimate secret sharer, Beside me is producer Eilish Gilligan. G'day, Eilish. G'day. G'day, g'day, g'day. Hi
2: Eilish.
1: Hi. And hello to Louie Hansen, my co host for the day.
2: Hello again. Thanks for letting me into the office. I've noticed
1: <laughs> whenever I introduce you, my voice goes really high, like, and it's Louie. <laughs> so apologies to the listeners at home. <laughs> it is time to play a game we are playing today, a game called 50 50, which you have played before,
2: Louie. I have played this game before.
1: Yes. To refresh your memory, here is how the game works. In this glass you'll see in front of you, you've put in a one-line description of a true story of yours, and our producers have put in a completely made-up story title too, which none of us in this pod studio have seen. Then you will pick one at random. Hence the name 50-50. You've got a 50% chance of getting your own story and telling us the truth, and a 50% chance you'll have to riff on the spot and convince us of a lie. Lie. Are you ready,
2: Louis? Yeah. Do you remember the one we did last time? Yeah. I, I, ha- I had to, it was a lie and it was something about receiving a DM or an email from Hugh Jackman.
1: Yeah. And now oh, he's yeah. back in the news cycle. Now
2: that's very timely. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, well, I'm not ready, but I'm going to dive in. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm are ready. you ready. at all? No, 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 no. Okay, <laughs> let, let's do it. I'm ready to Tell the truth, or perhaps it is a lie. There
1: we go. (laughs) Covering all bases. Well done. Uh Uh Pick away, Louie.
2: Okay, I might do some ASMR for the listener.
1: Love. I'm a big ASMR fan.
2: Right? Right. Okay. Oh,
1: no. What kind of cackle was that? Was that a, oh, my God, I'm seeing this for the first time? Or it's my one. It's my story.
2: It's a cackle because I'm finally sharing something that I have not shared before.
1: Okay. Hit, hit us.
2: Tell us. And this is probably one of the only things that I have not shared before. And I'm going to tell you. You'll know why I want to tell you. Okay. Essentially, I made some money by selling feet pics online. <laughs> But not not just like a couple hundred but dollars. I made seven grand.
3: Oh my god! From
2: selling foot picks online.
3: No, you didn't. <laughs> I
2: did. <laughs> yeah, I did. Well, look, you'd be surprised.
1: Seven grand. Yeah. So this is like how many picks <laughs> you sell? Did you sell?
2: I can't believe I'm finally talking about this though. <laughs> okay. I can't believe uh, this is something that I swore that I would never share. I don't know why. Maybe I just thought it was my own business, but I don't know if you've like followed my Instagram stories over the past few years. Mm -hmm. Um, they have involved conversations around feet, namely this foot account that posts collages of my feet.
3: Uh, Okay. Have you never seen I was unaware of it. To be honest,
2: I haven't posted about it in like the past year, but I want to say like early 2020, um, I started getting tagged by this, um, foot Fetish account. I also, t- don't want to yuck anyone else's yuck. Like you do, you getting
3: tagged by this foot? Yeah, <laughs>
2: by this foot. Well, the the profile picture on Instagram was a foot, and okay. the the handle is McFeetfaceFeedy. Surely you
1: you don't know this? No, I apologize. No, 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 that's fine. And it was just like it's very much giving like lockdown. No. Yes,
2: <laughs> yes, yes. And um, so yeah, started just like I didn't know where they got these photos from. It'd be like. My feet had appeared in like one of my Instagram stories. They'd screenshotted it and made collages of my feet. Started posting them. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> fun fact. The account started because they were just making feet collages of um men in the like Australian media industry. Okay. I don't know <laughs> why. But anyway, that's kind of what started my whole foray into the feet world. Because then I found out that there was a site called WikiFeet. And so all of those collages that McFeet's Face Feetie was making would end up on this WikiFeet account. Okay. And people could rate your feet, essentially.
1: Yeah. And you were like, oh, I could be getting money for this.
2: Well, yeah. I think it just opened me up to a community that I had no idea existed. The world of feet. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was just kind of this, like, roll-on effect Mm -hmm. where, you know... McFee, Face Feedy had like, I haven't looked at their account for a while, but like at the time had like 7,000 followers, right? Okay. Like some avid Micro-influencer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go brand deals. Let's go. Let, thank you. Um, but yeah, just like, it, the, it's like the floodgates opened mm-hmm. and I just got so many DMs asking for feed for money. And I thought, you know what? And it was during lockdown. Mm-hmm. Hello. Mm-hmm. Cost of living as well. <laughs> And I just thought, okay, let's do it. Um, But I have never shared that before. But I've been quite open about, like, McFeet Face Feedy posting collages of me because I found it so funny. Yeah. I also wrote an article for GQ once where I interviewed McFeet Face Feedy. Okay. Quite oddly enough, we have a bond now. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, yeah, because of McFeet Face Feedy, a lot of their followers sent me messages. Um, Then some of those people became regulars. And... I made a s- fat stack.
3: This second of half of the story, the details mm. have thrown me off. I actually know of this Instagram. Okay. You do? Because for a sec there See? I was like, he might yeah. be gaslighting us. No, no, no. no it it is. You,
2: you actually know McVeigh basically? Yeah.
3: yeah it's let's go, it's let's real. Go. I actually, <laughs> I actually know some people who are a bit annoyed that they're not on there because they feel like it's like a. A prestige. <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: like you've, you, you've oh, made it if McVeek Face Feedy it. makes foot collages of you. 100%. I'm
1: sorry if not like, wow, congratulations. Yeah, Lauren, thank yeah. you. Thank you. I, done.
2: I swear like in 2020 or maybe even 2021, like each week I would reshare the foot pics that were being made of me. <laughs> it was like I was reclaiming my power again, being yeah. like, yeah, uh, my feet look fucking good in this. Yeah.
1: So you said <laughs> you've never wanted to tell this story before. Yeah. What compelled you then to write it down today?
2: I think time, time's passed. Okay. Like three years has passed. And maybe I just, I'm feeling fun and flirty and I just want to like air out all my dirty laundry. Not that it's dirty, you know, don't want to kink shame anyone. But um, yeah, like at the time and considering that like it's quite a bit of money. Yeah. Mm. I just, what, what do you do? Do you just go on your stories or make a video being like, I'm making so much money off my feet pics. I mean, maybe, mm. but um, I just, I didn't, <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of just kept it from um public knowledge.
1: So mm. the seven grand, yeah. was that an accumulation of all the money you earned from all the feet pics or was yeah, that like, essentially. okay, okay. Ra-
2: around about 7K. I don't know the exact number.
1: And how would you pose with your feet? Would you like, oh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, would you, like, lay him flat on the floor and then, like, go from above? Or? Well,
2: no, this is actually a great question. Mm-hmm. This is actually great, great question because, and it's something that I learned through McFeet Face Feedy mm. when I interviewed them. Mm. I said, is there a certain direction of the foot? Like, I don't know, just, like, asking the questions. Like, what do the people want? No, they said the sole of the foot. The
1: sole. Is, oh. like,
2: the money shot. It's the sole. Like, oh. Because there's something about it that feels more tender or like vulnerable or something. It's the soul.
1: It's the soul. Oh, good. Cole Eilish, the soul like inside.
2: Yeah. So it's like I would, if I wanted to like charge a bit more, which I would namely do because like 7K let's (laughs) fucking go. Yeah. um, I would take photos of the soles of my feet.
3: That that was the money shot. Uh, you can't describe it. No, that. like
2: various angles. So, yeah. like I'm sitting down right now, and I'm just like flicking my foot up and <laughs> into the air and taking a photo. Right. Um, but you know, after a while, you get you get imaginative. You know, I took so mostly pictures of the soles of my feet for more money, but from like differing angles. Sometimes <laughs> like self timer. <laughs> But <laughs>
1: Get a bit of a face
2: in there. <laughs> no, so I would never put my face. No face.
1: face. In. Oh, okay, yeah, because you're the Louis handsome. People are gonna be like, hey, I'm the <laughs> and a second You know I'm what they say? Face.
2: No face, no cake. So,
1: <laughs> okay. But, final question. Yeah. What's the process like? Does someone request a certain kind of pick, or do you take it, then put it out there, and then it like people bid?
2: So <laughs> they would essentially just come to me and say, "Hey, first and foremost, picks," <laughs> and then. I would be like, well, then what are you after? Because I feel like everyone just has like a specific niche or like angle or... You'd be surprised. People can get very inventive. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, yeah, I would kind of hear what they wanted. And then after a while, after sending so many pics, it became like, okay, well, you can get this for this, this, for this, this, for this. Yeah. And it became, yeah, a bit of a business.
1: Okay. Let me talk you through my thought process and then I'll throw to you, Eilish. Mm-hmm. I initially thought it was a lie. I thought this was not your story. Hint one was that after you read out, you read the title, and then it felt like you were padding a bit to try and figure out where to go. You were saying, like, ah, etc.
2: <laughs> I was nervous because I've never imagine. shared this side of my life before. I so totally, I was just
1: yeah, almost
2: yep. hoping that it was something that I could just, like, riff off and, like, try and weasel my way out of. Yeah. But I think I just panicked realising that this is going to be on air for – Everybody has a secret.
1: Well, then the story really picked up, what with all the details. But I think I'm going to trust my gut here. I think you're just good at riffing. I do know that you are like, it's like Louis Hansen, the actor, like he's this is his profession and oh. he, he gets oh. it. He knows how to do it. <laughs> and the background in the GQ article and interviewing the McFeedy person definitely helped. But I'm still going to say this story ain't yours, Eilish.
3: Yeah, I think I agree. I think I know that the Instagram account exists. I know that that's true. But I just think it's one of those situations where it's like part of the story is true. And then there's a little bit of a lie at the end, which makes it easier to lie about overall. Because then you picked up your momentum. Exactly.
2: Mm. So
3: I don't think this is true.
2: It was not true. (laughs) (laughs) But you were also correct a lot of that story is true. Mm. Namely, the McFeet Face Feetie, all the collages, yep. my interview with Feetface Face for GQ, WikiFeet, all of that is real, but I've, I've never made money off.
3: You could for make picks. some bank. You should try it. But That's Also, the, other
2: the, thing. O- the offers are genuinely there. Yeah. Like right. when I tell you, like I-, I get a lot of messages actually quite often asking for feet pics. And I, hey, I probably should, but I- I've never made money off sending feet.
1: Well, the other thing is that, like, yeah, I think you could get seven much feet. more than seven grand. Louis well, well, uh, feet are worth much more than yeah. that. Let's be
2: for fucking real. <laughs> if I was going to make that a business, I would have earned a lot more. You wouldn't than be than here seven today. Stacks. You wouldn't need other work. <laughs> I'd be off in Copenhagen, <laughs> riding a bike My in the feet, sunshine.
1: My feet, unfortunately, are. Uh, Too ugly (laughs) to sell. You don't want to see what's beneath these shoes. (laughs) I doubt that.
2: (laughs) I'm sure that you have very gorgeous feet, Annabelle Lee. We'll
1: keep the listeners guessing. And on that note, it is time to hear
0: (laughs) today's
3: secret, which producer Eilish will read out for us. I've been with my boyfriend, Matthew, for over eight years. We have been best friends since day one, and I've always felt extremely lucky and grateful for our relationship. Before getting together... Matt told me he was bisexual, which wasn't and will never be an issue for me. The only complicating factor when it comes to my partner's sexuality is that he has, for most of his life, kept it a secret. He is from a very religious family, and lots of our friends and loved ones are part of the religious community. Naturally, this has, at times, made my partner feel isolated and ashamed. Over the course of our eight years together, Matt has asked for threesomes with men, to which I have declined. I have been clear with him since day one that while I have no issues with his sexuality whatsoever, I only want a monogamous relationship. I am not interested in non-monogamy or sexual exploration with anyone else beside the two of us. In 2018, we bought a house together. 18 months ago, he proposed. Yay! Congrats! It was one of the best days of my life. It was beautiful and romantic, and we are due to get married in a few months. We're throwing a mid-sized wedding. Everything is planned and paid for. And then, oh no, Mm-mm. just a few weeks ago, everything took a turn. Here's what happened We were discussing a cheating scandal in our friendship group. One of our mates cheated on their partner. I was explaining to Matt that I was super surprised that our friend hadn't left the relationship and stuck with the cheating party. Matt then asked me if I would leave him if he cheated, and I responded that while I love him more than anything, I'm not sure I can be in a relationship with someone that I don't trust. Matt went silent for a long time. Then he told me what he did over a year ago. Oh, my God. (gasps) It turns out that on a drunken Bucks trip last year, Matt got high and had sex with a man. Mm. This is a man he'd known for a little while and who happens to be married with children. Upon hearing this, I became hysterical. I feel completely heartbroken and betrayed. Matt told me this secret has been weighing on him ever since it happened, and the only reason he told me is because he doesn't want to ever risk losing me. He said it was a one-off, totally random thing. There was zero communication afterwards, and the two of them essentially blocked it out and pretended it never happened. It's pretty clear to me that it was a big source of shame for them both. I haven't told a single person because I want to protect Matt from our religious loved ones, but this means I have now shouldered the stress and anxiety all on my own. I know that my silence, my not telling anyone what happened, is protecting Matt's inner peace and sexuality, but part of me also feels frustration and resentment that it's an easy way to protect him from taking accountability too. If Matt wanted to explore his sexuality outside of me, I have always been supportive of him watching gay slash queer porn. So part of me does feel that the excuse of exploration is a big cop-out when we'd explicitly agreed to monogamy. We are due to get married in a few months. Without telling a soul, I have asked for space from him and he is desperately trying to win me back. I really, really love him. I have always thought he was my soulmate and we'd spend the rest of our lives together, but I am not sure I'll ever be able to trust him again. Is this something that can be forgiven? I want your definitive answers. Oh. Should I cancel my wedding?
0: Oh. Oh, that is a
1: lot of pressure. (laughs) A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Now we're
3: shouldering all the stress and
2: anxiety. (laughs) Annabelle, it's just hit, like, home that... We could end a
0: marriage. No,
1: oh, I really, really want to sit on the fence here. This one's a really, really tricky one. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, we're, I don't we're know. We're being asked
2: if she should call off the wedding.
1: A, an eight-year relationship.
2: I'm, I'm stressed about I'm this. I'm stressed.
1: I hang on. I've got an idea. <laughs> Let's throw it at the ad because <laughs> I need some time to think. <laughs> Let's start with Matt, because I really think that waiting a year to tell his girlfriend, let's call her Laura. Laura. Does make sense to me in a way. I think it would feel like a lot of pressure. I know generally with these cheating stories, it's like, no, fuck him. (laughs) Like he fucked up. Yeah. Whatever. And he did fuck up. And I do want to stress that waiting a year to tell someone you cheated on them too is also a fuck up. I obviously don't condone that, but I just have a lot more sympathy for Matt, I think, juggling all of this and figuring out what this one slip up means. I don't know, but I think this is such a complicated, layered situation and I understand the need to take time. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, okay let's talk about some things (laughs) let's talk about some aspects of this Mm. i think it's good that he eventually told her Mm -hmm. i mean you know probably should have told her earlier probably shouldn't have done it in the first place but let's talk about the good parts he told her (laughs) eventually And I do feel as though, like, I agree with Laura when she says that she feels as though Matt and this other person, it was a one-off, you know, kind of a source of shame for them. They didn't talk afterwards. So I kind of do agree with Matt. I think that it would have been just a clear-cut one-night thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes things easier or worse. I'm not sure. (sighs) Can you understand why Matt kept this to himself?
1: Well, yes especially because they'd communicated before that she wanted strict monogamy. And so I think he would have felt like, oh, if I voice this, it's over, which is going to be really tricky because I love Laura. We are getting married. We've been together for eight years. There's nothing really in this secret that indicates to me that there's much else wrong with the relationship. They seem to be super happy. So I understand the pressure. So, when yeah, when I say that I understand that he waited a year – I think it's just because I imagine he would be so in his head about it and it seems like he just found an opening with this Bucks night and it just kind of... He
2: found an opening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Someone found Sorry.
2: Sorry. How
1: dare you? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> serious time. <laughs>
3: Sorry.
1: <clears throat> he found an, an opening, yes, to have it spill out and it wasn't necessarily, I guess, his intention, which is a whole other conversation. I don't know if he was ever planning on saying anything. But no, it is understandable to me. I just think... What's tricky in my mind about this situation is that I know of situations like this where one person is bisexual or maybe hasn't explored that side of their sexuality before and they've voiced that, they've communicated that to their partner and it's something they've worked through and the partner maybe is like, hey, yeah, I'm happy for you to go on the apps and see what it's like. I've heard of all different kinds of scenarios before and the thing with this secret is that I don't think Matt's been given the opportunity to be able to explore. Also with the Christianity side of things, I understand it would be Mm. super complex for him to grapple with in his mind, which is why I'm like, I'm kind of like, yeah, the year, I understand how that could happen, even though it's like, no, communicate immediately. There's so much here and it would be so discombobulating for him. I don't even remember what the question you asked me was. Yeah,
2: no, but there's just so many layers to this. There's so many layers to this. It's obviously his background, the context of him growing up in a very, you know, religious setting. In regards to that, Laura, it seems, has been nothing but loving and supportive in that aspect, you know, and I feel like she's created this environment for him where he can feel safe enough to A, be himself, but B, to be honest with her. Mm. So, you know, it's obvious that he betrayed that trust. Absolutely. I'm panicked because the wedding is in a few months and the wedding aside, if it just came to their relationship, I think it would have you know, done her the world of good to feel as though she can have space, um, but to take time. Yeah. But that's kind of been stripped from her, that ability to just see how she feels down the line, because there is a deadline almost in three months. And I'm sure she feels like this is a countdown where she needs to make her decision, which is rough. Yeah. Because, you know, in an ideal scenario, she should be able to take as much time as she wants without feeling pressured to make a choice. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that the wedding is in three months, that's tough.
3: I do wonder, and I don't mean to blame Laura at all, because I do think that Matt cheated and that's terrible. These conversations that they were having, it did seem that he was trying to get at something throughout their relationship in that he was, you know, asking to have threesomes and, you know... Expressing to her that he did want to explore, perhaps that conversation should have been a little bit more nuanced and open, and maybe this wouldn't have happened the way that it
1: did. Yeah, I agree with you in that, like, she seems to be an amazing girlfriend. Totally. And she's listening. Yeah. Then there's the next step to that, I imagine, would be figure out is there a way I could change the role that I play here? Yeah. To make him feel like he can, like, explore that side of him. And I'm not saying she has to say yes to an open relationship and I'm not saying that she could have prevented him from cheating. I think I'm just saying I imagine a more fleshed-out conversation could have been helpful or could have played a role here. That said, I mean, we just don't know. Like, it's just you can't determine these things from just one A4 page of a letter. Exactly.
2: There's so much complexity to this. I do think, though, that... The onus is on Matt, though, to have communicated if he wanted to go off and sleep with other people. Mm. Yeah. You know, aside from threesomes, I do think the onus is on him to be like, this is exactly what I want. Mm -hmm. I need from you as a partner. Mm -hmm. The same way that I'm sure she does for him. In, like, a perfect relationship, you're just, you know, extremely honest and direct about what you actually need from them. So, uh, obviously, we don't know what conversations they've had, but I feel like if Matt really wanted to, like, sleep with men outside of the relationship, he just should have said that, like, straight up.
3: Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because Laura does sound extremely supportive and it is tough that she feels as though she can't really talk about it to anyone in her life in fear of outing him. I do wonder if she is able to tell her friends in secrecy but perhaps say that he slept with a woman.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's so much of... The nuance here is is in the details. Yeah. Yeah. Does she have friends in other circles, like, outside of this religion? Um, Is she saying that her friends and family are all religious?
2: I think it was just his family.
3: I think perhaps this is the moment for, like, couples therapy. Yeah. A therapist, an external, unbiased... Opinion from a professional, I think, would be very helpful in this situation.
1: Mm. Sorry, I do not feel equipped with the skills to tell (laughs) you if you should cancel your wedding. I don't think there is an answer here, which is probably why. You're right, Eilish. We should, like, enter a professional because I am definitely not well placed to tell you what to do
2: here. Do you think, maybe if we just sidestep a bit, Mm -hmm. I want to ask this to both of you. Mm The phrase, once a cheater, always a cheater. Do you think that's true and fair?
1: I don't think so. I don't think, especially in this case, I don't think so. It seemed to be an action that signified something else going on with Matt personally. I don't think it was something to do with their relationship. And usually cheating, I think, is reflective of the nature of the current relationship and wanting to seek something beyond what they have. But here, it seems like Matt is happy in his relationship, but it's something about wanting to explore. And I actually think my gut is telling me that Matt, I don't know, I was going to say that Matt wouldn't betray her again. Thoughts.
0: Mm. <laughs> just throwing that out there. Mm. We
1: don't know, though, but just
2: thoughts. We don't know. And at the end of the day, we don't know if it was just one time. Yeah. There could be many. You, you, you just don't know. If it boils down to it, Laura wants definitive answers. Should I cancel my wedding? I can't sit here and say cancel your wedding. Let's be real. Yeah. yeah. I can't say that. So I'm going to say, no, don't cancel your wedding. <laughs> yeah, But I understand, I understand the pain that mm. she's going through. I really sympathize with it. And that would be so unbelievably hard. I'm just trying to put myself in her position. Like, would I be able to come back from a partner who's cheated? I just don't think I could, personally. Yeah. Mm. Obviously, there is such complexity to this because of... Matt's sexuality, and maybe it's not necessarily, you know, anything to do with Laura, but the fact that he just felt like he had this other side of him that he needs to explore, like his queerness. However, because I keep oscillating back and (laughs) forth, but then I think about Laura, when they became a partnership, they agreed on monogamy. And Mm. Laura said that this is what I need. I need monogamy. And he agreed with that, you know, kind of like metaphorically signed a contract saying these are the stipulations. And he betrayed her on that. Yeah. It sounds like she really, really loves him. And I think th- there is definitely more nuance than just a partner who cheated and fuck them and leave. Yeah. Which mm. I think is something that we often say on this podcast. We're like, no, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I do agree that there, there, is, there is more nuance to this. Mm. Like we didn't receive a letter from Matt.
3: Mm. Mm. Yeah.
2: And so, you know, we can't sit here and say cancel the wedding when we don't know his side of the story as well.
1: But the fact that we can glean quite a bit of Matt's story from this letter, I think, also says a lot. Like, Laura isn't painting him as a complete villain, which is maybe reflective of the truth of the situation. But yeah, I think the ultimate thing Laura has to think about is perhaps whether or not she actually personally believes that this has broken the trust completely. Mm. Because it's all a personal thing. Like you said, this once-off cheating would be it for you. Mm. I don't know what I would do. And I don't know if she knows definitely how she feels about it, and whether there is hope for this relationship to continue on. Which maybe means that there's a glimpse of something good, like maybe they could work through this.
0: Mm.
1: In terms of the wedding thing, I just wish that they had more time. Yeah, as that's you said, that's all that I
2: wish. I just wish that she had more time. Yeah, because like Laura, we we really feel for you, and we're we're here on your side, like. Mm. The crux of it is that you were wronged by your partner. You were cheated on and that's horrific. And you don't need to bear the weight of that. You don't deserve that at Mm. all. It's just a matter of whether you think that the trust is salvageable. Yeah. Mm. And I think that is something that only you know deep down. But with a couples therapist, you know, that may be the best decision to go down to help you kind of come to that decision.
1: Do you think there would be people listening thinking that it's a bit of a cop out that Matt is quote unquote blaming his cheating on exploring his sexuality. do you think people are going to be listening to this thinking that?
2: Sure I think there'll definitely be people that think that. I am partly thinking that. Okay for sure. I don't want to like undermine the you know significance of someone feeling as though they have to explore their relationship. then there is part of my brain that goes no matter the gender of the person, you cheated. And Laura came to you and said, I want monogamy. You failed to provide that. So you are in the wrong for that. I keep oscillating between the two. But I I definitely think that there'll be listeners out there who are like, nah, that's a cop out. And then I do think there'll be listeners who will be like, you know, you can't undermine the... The importance of that, of, like, exploring. But then it's still wrong because he did it behind his partner's back.
1: Yeah, he should have communicated before actually actioning
2: Completely. whatever's feeling
1: him inside. I think I feel a little bit differently. Perhaps it's because I don't know what it's like to have that side of my identity so untapped and feeling, like, so torn because you have so much love for this person. It's kind of this what-if thing inside of you, but it's not like it has nothing to do with my partner, which is so would be so
2: hard to navigate. But then he, sh- he should have just communicated that to her, you know? Yeah. I know quite a few couples who um, are open yeah. now, but it involved at least one of the parties coming to the table and being like, hey, I do have these urges, right? Yeah. And before I act on them, like, what do you think? Yeah. You know? And that that's where the honesty is so important. And then these relationships have either become open or – they've decided that, you know, the other person isn't ready or they don't want that. And that's fine. But Matt owed her honesty. Yeah. And he didn't pull up
1: on that. He should have been more direct.
2: He just should have said, hey, I want to sleep with men or like, I want to sleep with a man one time or I want to be open. I want to explore my sexuality, whatever it is. He just, Laura deserves a conversation if they're going to marry and be each other's partners for life. Yeah.
3: I think that there might be a few listeners who are in a situation or a relationship where one person is queer and one person isn't, Mm -hmm. and they may want to explore that side of themselves while still, you know, remaining faithful, quote unquote, to their partner. Mm. How could Laura help Matt nurture his queer identity in a straight passing relationship? It's a really tricky balance to strike. It's going to be different for every couple, but... Do you have any ideas?
2: It's hard because, you know, they are in a straight passing relationship. Mm. And as far as we're aware, Laura still wants monogamy. So it's always going to be straight passing. But if there was, I would say there could be small ways in their day-to-day lives where she could reaffirm his queerness as if it's not something to be ashamed of or repressed. Mm-hmm. Even if, like, they were just at a bar and, like, the bartender walks past and she can, like, look at her partner and be like, he's cute, isn't he? Or just, like, bring it up into conversation. Yeah. Or It depends how open he is, but, like, with their groups of friends, like, you know, they could have conversations openly together about the fact that, yeah, she is with a queer man Yeah. and that that's normal. There could be, like, little ways like that to make it known to him that, yes, he is in a, quote-unquote, straight-passing relationship. However, that doesn't invalidate his queerness. But yeah, I don't know how open he would be.
1: That is definitely a great place to start though. Yeah. I wonder whether Laura and Matt have had this conversation about ways where she can actually be there for him and I don't know, man. It's also
2: <laughs> so hard because we're like talking about ways she can be mm. she can be there for him, but like in what ways is he there for her? Totally. Yeah, and she's totally. she's the one that got cheated on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know? It's such a tricky one. Such a tricky but one. Couples therapy is an iconic place to start.
1: Yes. Couples therapy for people who are happy already, I've heard great things about. So I think it's definitely something that Laura and Matt can implement for sure. A bit of a different one for today. It's
2: hard. But if we're being asked for a definitive answer, I don't think the three of us could sit at this table now and read a page and a half and then because of that tell a couple to not have their wedding. And once again, Laura, we really do we really do feel for you because that is, yeah, horrible. You got cheated on and you're also you're in this position where you're torn because you're wanting to support him. You kind of understand, you know, his need for exploration, but it, it is coming to the detriment of your like peace of mind.
1: Yeah. And thank you so much for writing in to us. I imagine yeah. that yeah. this was a way that you could feel like you're talking to your friends about it. And we are so appreciative and grateful to be your friends right now.
2: Yes. We're hoping, we're hoping that everything works out. Yeah. You know, we're hoping that you two can, I know we keep going on about like couples counseling, but we're hoping that you two can at least have some form of therapy together, an unbiased third party perspective. Mm, yeah. I think that, may really, really help. At the end of the day, we love love. Like, we hope that everything works out. And some relationships have involved cheating and then they've stayed together and Mm -hmm. persevered and they're stronger than ever. I think I'm just hopeful for this one.
1: Yeah, I reckon that couples therapy for sure will be a great building block to kind of flesh out what seems to be a really great base already that they have of communication. I think that it could definitely get stronger, but it's so strong already
2: we love you. We're sending you
1: good vibes.
2: And if you do follow through with the wedding, feel free to send some invites to the <laughs> yeah. shameless officers.
1: We'll be there. Thank you so much for inviting us. We will,
2: we will drink all the free Moscato in the corner <laughs> and we will cheers to the fact that the wedding is going ahead.
1: Yeah, we'll be giving unsolicited (laughs) advice in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Everybody Has a Secret. Louis... Well done. Thank you for being what? here as that always. That one was tough.
2: That was so
1: hard. I think the hardest we've faced yet. That's
2: definitely the hardest one I've ever done.
1: For sure. Thank you so much as well, Eilish, for being here.
2: We love you. We
1: love you. To those at home listening, thank you for supporting the show. If you have a secret you're itching to spill, feel free to email your secret to us at hotline at shamelessmediaco.com. Everything we read will, of course, be kept completely anonymous. As for socials, you can find us on Instagram at pod and on TikTok at... At everybody has a secret. Bye. See you next Friday. Bye. Bye.
0: This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello, guys. Mish here. I am the co founder of Shameless Media. Thank you so much for giving us your